to Agency Nation Radio. This is Ryan Hanley, and uh, we are missing Marty Agatha once again, but I have replaced him by another fantastic guest, Sam Atfalter, the AVP, as I have written on my card here, as you can tell I'm making this up as I go, of Research and Innovation at Safeco Insurance. Sam, how's it going? Hey, doing well. Thanks for inviting me. So I am very excited to have you on, Sam, uh, for a couple different reasons. I saw a press release come across my desk, and uh, it said, Your own personal insurance concierge, Liberty Mutual Insurance, announces first insurance-focused Amazon Alexa skill. And for those of you that don't know, Alexa is the little tube thing that you put on your countertop and you talk to, and it essentially is a computer you know, that, that, that works voice-activated. So t- talk to me a little bit about... Um, uh, just talk to me a little bit about Alexa and why this particular technology um, you guys yeah. decided to build this around. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's a really cool technology. So um, I had worked at uh, Safeco for like five and a half years, um, and then I moved over to Amazon and, and worked there for like three and a half years. Um, and I worked in a couple of different spaces, but really got into like just you know, the, the customer centricity that is that is sort of the Amazon approach, right? There's a, uh, they're sort of, the, they want to be the, the leader of being a customer-centric company. Um, and so when I came back at, to, to lead uh, insurance, or sorry, uh, research uh, and innovation here at Safeco, um, I thought, hey, this is an awesome, awesome space to be playing um, because it's wherever your customer is, wherever the consumer is, right? Wherever people are, uh, is where Amazon wants this. So Alexa itself is the software. It's like out in their AWS cloud, right? Um, and the, the tube is, is actually, it's called the Echo, uh, and it's their first version of the, of the hardware. It's their speaker, and they have, they've actually built out a couple others. And what's cool about it is they've open-sourced a bunch of this stuff. So they can actually, you, you as a, as a third-party vendor, can choose to put Alexa into whatever devices you want. So they're actually in talks with, like, car manufacturers to throw it in there. I have a watch that actually has Alexa in it, so I can talk to Alexa through my watch. Um, and so it's like literally wherever your consu- your customers or your, your, your potential customers are, this is, which is super cool for us from an insurance perspective, because then you can say, okay, what do our customers or consumers need, and how can we help them wherever they are? Yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up, because um, I did not define that properly. Uh, the echo, right? The echo is the tube. Yeah. Um, and what I've read is also uh, phones. I mean, basically anywhere that you can install software, you could have Alexa power. It's almost like it's like the the AI, like your own AI personal assistant that follows you yeah, around totally. from device to device. Yep, exactly. And it's, it's uh, I mean, the 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 number of things that it's it's in right now is fairly limited. You know, like I said, I've got it in a watch. I've got an Echo at home. Um, I've I've got my Dot, which is the smaller version of the Echo, on order. Um, you know, but you start thinking about like you know if if your Ford uses that instead of OnStar, and you can start talking to Alexa, you've got this market of people that are stuck in traffic that you can start talking to and helping out um, in just just as they're commuting, right? In ways that they don't have to pull out their phone and try and look stuff up. They can just say, Hey Alexa, you know define this or hey Alexa help me with whatever and and you can do that for them 
So the thing that caught my eye about this, and for the people that listen to Agency Nation Radio all the time, they'll know that this is one of my soapboxes, is when I read that and then I went through the, the, the headline and I went through uh, the press release, the, very, the, the first thing that hit me was you guys are starting to adapt. When I say you guys, Safeco and, and your organization is, is looking out at the marketplace and adapting to the new customer experience instead of dictating to the customers the way that – um, you want to be uh, communicated with, you've said, we're going to start to put our expertise, our knowledge, uh, some of our tools as much as we can uh, in, in their current capacity um, in a format that is on demand for customers when they need it, right? And, and it just completely fits with the idea of this modern customer experience. So I would love to hear some of the conversations that you guys had around this um, before this became a real thing. I mean, what were you guys thinking about? Were these the same conversations you were having? Maybe what were some of the yeah. concerns that you had? I, I mean, it, it, absolutely, it, it is exactly that. Like, when we're talking about trying to innovate for insurance, what I like to think about is, like, what are our customers, what do our customers actually need and want, um, rather than what do we need and want and how do we sort of market that for customers? Like, h- how, can we, how can we benefit those customers um, and if we can do those things for them, then they're going to they're gonna like our products better, right? And they're going to like the services that our partners through the independent agent channel do for them. Uh, and so um, what I love to, to think about is, is just, you know, and, and my team thinking about, you know, how do we, how do, there's, there's a bunch of customer needs that are out there that, that we already know about, some that we don't know about. Um, and... How, do, how can we address those needs? Like, how can we use technologies? How can we leverage our partners within the independent agent channel to build the things that customers really need and want? Because if we can do that, we win the, we win the game, right? Yeah. I, so, um, so one of the things that I find interesting, it's called the insurance advisor skill. Now, I don't have an Alexa. I do have a couple friends uh, that I actually reached out to uh, before this interview. Uh, who talked about Alexa? They gave me a little bit of a background on how the software works and how you interact with it. So, so basically, yeah. run run down for me. How would a consumer get access to this? Because I'm sure a lot of the um, agents and industry professionals who are listening who aren't familiar with Alexa are kind of like, well, how do they know to even say anything to right. whichever device? Um, how do they? How does that work? Yeah. So, so it's it's. Kind of like if you, if you imagine you know your your phone and apps within your phone, right? These skills are kind of like those. Um, and installation is super simple. So if you if you know about the insurance advisor skill, um, which you know we're we're trying to get word of mouth out uh, on it. We've also tried you know we've we've put out PR. We we've done a bunch of stuff to try and drum up interest in this. Um, but we're also working with uh, you know our agent partners to to have them get enthusiasm uh, with with their customers just to continue to spread it. But assuming that you you know that you know you want to install Insurance Advisor, all you have to say it's all word of mouth. You can just say Alexa, install Insurance Advisor, and it gets onto your onto your Alexa account, and it's there. And then if you want to start doing stuff with it, so our initial our initial skill is really targeted at that general audience, the general consumer, helping them to understand insurance better. You know, I don't know about you, but like when I talk to friends who don't know insurance very well, 
like and have a claim and they're they're talking to the claim person and they and the claim person says something like you know oh well you know we may uh may be able to do some subrogation with blah 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 right and and a person just sort of stares wide-eyed and vacant trying to figure out what the heck they're that person is talking about so what we've done is we've taken a glossary of terms that are frequently asked you know uh, you know commonly misunderstood terms within the space and said here, all you have to do is say, Alexa, ask insurance advisor what subrogation is, and she does. She basically tells you what subrogation is, and we've we've done our made our best efforts to to get the jargon out of the the definition that we actually give back, and also provide an example of what that actually means. So people who have very limited experience and exposure to insurance can start to understand what's in their deck pages, you know, what, what this claim rep is telling them, et cetera. Um, and, and that's a lot of what, what you can do with, uh, you know, what that glossary feature is. Um, and then if you, if you are interested, if the consumer is interested in, hey, I, you know, I'm interested in getting insurance, um, instead of pulling out their phone or pulling out their computer and searching for, you know, insurance, all they have to do is say, you know, Alexa, ask insurance advisor to find me an agent, or you know, Alexa, ask insure, tell insurance advisor I want an auto policy or whatever. And once they do that, then uh, then then Alexa says, okay, what's your zip code, and and provides that person with with a with an agent that's in their zip code that's located near them. You know, you were talking about um, you're talking about getting the word out about insurance advisor. One of the things I thought was uh, was really interesting um, in Mr. Robot. They actually use Alexa. I don't know. You know. I don't know if you know the show, Mr. Robot. It's like a super geeky yeah. coding show, uh, which may yep. be right up your alley. Um, and it certainly <laughs> is for me. Uh, so they actually use Alexa. That one of the characters uses an Alexa in her home almost on a daily basis, and you can tell it that's product placement. But um, you know, you can see the market that they're going after, and ultimately the types of consumers who will be interested in it. So it's certainly probably still in the early adopter phase as a tool. Yeah. You, is that fair to say, or have we gotten? Yeah, to I mean, it, I think. Early yeah, I mean, it is. It is early adopter. Um, one thing that's really so, and, and Amazon, you know, having been there, I know that they're really tight-lipped about numbers. But they, I think, they launched around July to the general public of last year. Um, with, by within like nine months, they'd had uh, something an estimated of like three million units sold. I think the estimate now is like seven million units sold. There's a ton of adoption for it. Um, and the really interesting thing is that the types of users for it, you've got the early, the normal early adopter, like nerdy, geeky tech people, um, but you also have um, older audiences. So so people that are in their 70s and 80s are really interested in this because. It can be your home hub, your connected home hub, and you can talk to it instead of having to go through and wade through an, an app list on your cell phone, um, which, you know, the cell phone in the first place is, is a crappy user experience for this type of stuff anyway, um, because it's, you know, small print and you got to push buttons and stuff like that. You can just ask questions and talk to it. And so you see a lot of growth in sort of that 70, 80 demographic, which is really cool for us, too. Um. So, so that's that's an interesting point. Uh, so, so when I'm thinking about this tool, you know, one another thing that really hit me was, you know, like you said, uh, seven million, ten million, five million, whatever the number is, uh, versus the consumer, the total, the overall insurance consumer population, relatively sure. small. But that's not necessarily the point. I I really like how, I mean, you're moving into a space, um, this 
interaction with some sort, uh, some type of artificial intelligence, right? Um, whether it's just yeah. responsive at this point or at some point has the ability to adapt and communicate in different ways and is constantly learning all the different things that AI could be. Um, you are way early to the game in this, which is going to allow you to evolve the product as the this uh, basically this societal integration with AI happens. Um, you know, and, and as much as you can, I would love to know, like, what were some of the conversations internally that you guys had about this particular? I mean, because this couldn't have been a small move for you. I mean, this is a relatively large move and a big partnership with a company like Amazon. Um, so, you know, kind of what were some of the conversations you guys were having around this in terms of maybe where you see the potential down the road or, or even if anyone was, was hesitant for different reasons, um, you know, why did you ultimately determine that this was a good path? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, like, down the road, it's not just Alexa that we're, we're thinking about, just as you say, right? Yeah. Like, there's, there's so much opportunity within this, uh, they call it natural language processing yeah. or virtu- virtual assistance or, you know, this type of thing, right? You've got OK Google from Google. You've got Siri. You've got Cortana. You've got Alexa. And, and the cool thing about Alexa is they were the first one to open source, which meant it was the first, the easy one for us to go with. Um, the conversations were, I mean, I think we really liked the idea of uh, it, it, it was a it was an easy sell to say, hey, we really should just be in with consumers, not in a way that like displaces our agent partners, but instead in a way that like helps them to have meaty conversations with their customers or with the general consumers rather than having sort of the the little detail. You know the 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 ones the ones that that don't don't add value to to that relationship, right? Um, and so so that was that was the initial sort of thought. There was like, what can we do that that's going to add value for that for that end user, that customer, that doesn't take away from the partnerships that we have? Um, and and let's 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 start there and let's build from there and let's see what we can do um, to to really start breaking some ground here, learning about the space and be able to leverage that into new and interesting interesting uh, features in the future. You know, I think to your question about like what are other potentials or you know what's possible here you look at um, Chase uh, Chase has a skill for them to, if, on Alexa too which um, allows you to pay bills through Chase um, just through Alexa um, so you know I mean there's there's interesting things that you can do with customers as well but we really wanted to start this off by not talking just to the Safeco customer because we know that within our agent our agent partner like the within the IA space even the agents that, that we partner with really strongly have other carriers and ha- have consumers that aren't our customers so we wanted to be able to reach out to all of them and help all of those consumers to understand what insurance is better and be able to be sort of um, have uh, the IA be top of mind to them yeah. And, you know, you, you said um, Alexa was open source, the first one to go open source, and that's why you use them. I mean, it worked for WordPress, being one of the first uh, shared blogging yeah. platforms to go open source. And I could see and, and have heard from others and, and read other things in TechCrunch and whatnot, um, that that's one of the reasons a lot of people are betting on Alexa to be the um, female artificial intelligence voice of the future, you know, since they all seem right. to choose uh, uh, female voices. But, um it, it seems to be uh, that that you know it could be a great play down the road, and obviously Amazon is is not a partner uh, to be 
uh, to be taken lightly. So, and as you know from working there. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of really smart things that you guys have going on here. You know, it also um, mentions a tool that you guys called have, um, a tool that you guys have called Master This, which to me makes complete sense as like a future skill to bring in. And, and for those of you that aren't aware, it's essentially a, a how-to, and maybe you could elaborate on, on Master This a little bit, but my understanding of it is, is, is kind of like a how-to platform for things other than just insurance, how to take care of your car, how to do maintenance on yeah. different things. And to me, if I'm, if I'm uh, standing in my kitchen and I know, need to know how to, I don't know, uh, re, re, uh, clean uh, properly clean a stove or something, and I just ask Alexa, and your master this platform can come up where I know that inside of this, this skill, um, there's this master this, and then that prompts me to, and did you know, you know, hey, inside of there, do you, you know, you want to make sure your home insurance is bop, bop, bop. I mean, this is like the perfect yep. knowledge-based yep. cross-sell opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it, absolutely. And, and I think, I mean, there's just, uh, I mean, to that point, right? There, we know that our that just people out there, like whether they're thinking about insurance or not, people out there have a lot of needs around sort of the risk environment. And or like just and and I consider that like the home maintenance stuff to be kind of risk environment stuff because if you don't maintain your home then something's going to break right um, and so those types of things are absolutely or like you know reminders uh, if you if you open it uh, in at the beginning of uh, the fall reminders on things that you should do around your house to make sure that your house is like make sure that be to to um, to, to turn off your water, uh, you know, take off your hoses, you know, all of that type of stuff so that your pipes don't break, right? Like those types of things are, are um, you know, items that people don't necessarily think about, but if they, because they don't think about them, um, we could be helping them to think about them when they need to. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. For the, I, I think that there's a, just, there's a huge variety of things that we, that we want to be helping uh, consumers to do in that space. Um, and in doing that, like, as you say, like we're, we're helping the consumer just in their general needs, but then they're thinking about these, these risk pools and these risk, risky situations in a different way. And we can then sort of just give that, not necessarily even a soft sell message, but just a, Hey, you know, and by the way, we also do insurance stuff. Um, and, and being able to provide them sort of that, that first layer of the trusted advisor and then say, do you need the next step here? Let's, let's, uh, let's transfer you over to, to a real trusted advisor that you can talk with about your insurance needs. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and for those of you listening at home who know, um, who've been following along for a long time with our, with our show here, I mean, this is, this is really just, it's a classic content marketing play, what Sam just described, but in, in, in the third or fourth or fifth iteration of what kind of the internet has become, right? I mean, we're utilizing internet technology, even though it's not a, a screen and we're not typing into it. I mean, that's really just what you described is just a classic case of content marketing. You're providing an incredible amount of value upfront um, without really any a guarantee of return from the person who's who's extracting that value but the idea is that over time people will become enamored to the brand they'll apply the value that they got from listening to this advice um, 
to your to your insurance products and that will when you get to those 50 50 moments that will that will push them towards you guys i mean i think it is a it i mean i think there'll be a day where we'll look back on this and be like wow that was a no-brainer play i think today it's a step way out in front of what what most are thinking um and really i I think it's pretty phenomenal so the last last real question i have for you around this is you know, do you think that this tool will ultimately help you in any way gather more data, become more um, aware of how uh, different different actions, different risks are imp- impacting people's life and how that triggers different buying decisions? I mean, is this also a good data collection and uh, kind of big data opportunity for you guys to improve your products and, and the way that you position them? Yeah, I mean, I think that it does help us to, to find out what people are asking, what people have questions about. Like, if I look, you know, longer term on this, right, like, if, if we can uh, help to identify what those common sticking points, what the common questions, what are, what are their, what are, you know, consumers just angsty about in this space, it's it maybe it doesn't impact our pricing maybe it but maybe it does impact the portfolio that we offer and it for sure helps us to to train our uh, to, to train our training around how to provide information for for agents on like what their 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 customers actual like questions and queries are right like you know maybe you you know we have a ton of people that are asking a bunch of stuff about XYZ. Maybe you should think about putting some, you know, talking with, with your customers about that when they come in. Um, or, you know, maybe you should think about marketing, you know, adding some flair to your marketing that's around this specific space. Um, uh, down the road, I mean, like, it's, there's, there's definitely potentials, I think, to, like, figure out how we position this within the connected home space as well. And figure out, okay, you know, to your point, like, how do you get additional information, additional data um, to then be able to provide new interesting services to customers? Um, but, I, yeah, I think that there's the, the opportunities from, from this, this area itself is a lot about informing us about what those customers and what those consumers' needs and, and, and desires and, and questions are um, that then, it, like, what exactly that leads to, I'm not sure yet, uh, but I do think there's a ton of opportunity there for sure. And I actually think what you just said there is is really something so many within our industry, both from the agent side and from the uh, carrier side, could learn from. Not that you want to be giving BI to your competitors, but um, <laughs> you said you're not sure what you're going to learn, but that you're excited to learn it. I think that's something that for too long we we as an industry maybe have have kind of forgotten is that to a certain extent it's okay to take small leaps without knowing the absolute solution that you're going to get back um because you know and it it sounds to me obviously i I don't work for safe code nor do i have part of any of your internal conversations but it sounds to me like you're going into this very much eyes wide open and trying to use it you know kind of taking that leap with the idea that over time you're going to learn so much that it will allow you to pivot and reposition and you know this thing could look you know, uh, completely different two, three, five years from now, if not six months from now. But um, being in this space allows you to uh, be part of the customer conversation, integrate in their lives in a way that's a little uh, easier and more efficient for them. And if nothing else, even if someone never uses it, I think 
and and I'm, and I'm not just saying this to, to stroke your ego. I think that even for someone who doesn't actually use Alexa, I think from a consumer standpoint, they say, you know what? They're trying. They're trying to get into our lives. They're trying to make it easier for us to do business with them, even if I'm not an Alexa user. I think there's a lot to learn there. Uh, Sam, I very much appreciate your time. This has been uh, a great conversation. I've learned a lot. I'm, I'm actually uh, already thinking about having, you know, looking forward to having you back on when this thing hits the 2.0 or the 3.0 and, and you come back and you have more things to talk about than we can even fit into a podcast. But uh, just in closing, maybe you could just let, you know, uh, the agents that are listening know, you know, where could they go to learn a little bit more about this and how could they uh, position this tool in their agency when they're talking to consumers? Yeah, well, and, and thank you for again for inviting me. I, I, I've really enjoyed talking with you as well. Um, I, th- so the the easiest way, since this is a consumer-facing thing, we actually have um, a, a landing page on Safeco.com. So they can go to Safeco.com slash Alexa. Um, and if they go there, uh, we have a, a bunch of information about, about exactly what the service is today. Um, and... Uh, and, and be able to build out from there for sure. Um, to the extent, uh, to, to the question of like, how do I put this into my uh, into my office and what could I do there? Um, I really recommend people look at the dot. I mean, especially, I mean, the Echo's cool, but it's 180 bucks. You can get a dot as of like in October, beginning of October for like 50. They have the same like Alexa functionality, but you're spending half and you know, a third the price. Um, and it just sits on your desk, and you can start asking, say, hey, look, if, if you don't understand your deck page, um, you don't have to worry about, like, at, at 10 o'clock at night and you're looking over your deck page for the first time because that's the first time you're able to actually sit down with your kids in bed and so forth. You don't have to worry about, like, trying to write down notes and, and call me later. Just ask Alexa what is subrogation. Ask Alexa what is uh, liability coverage. You know, these types of things are things that – and, and they, can, they can show it off right there. Um, and also, I mean, like, this is just the st- as you say, this is just the start, right? Like, we want to be able to build this into into more features, more functionality. I don't know where it's going to go long term. I do think that this is an iterative process where we jump in and then we learn both from consumers and from our agents what they think uh, we should be doing next, um, and and we and we try and try and build something cool. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. And and for the, any of the agents out there that thought to themselves, well, I don't want them asking Alexa, I want them asking me, guys, they're already asking Google. So if you're right. providing them with a resource and saying, here, this is the resource that I trust, obviously, here's the simple questions. Beyond the simple questions, contact me or I can piece all your simple questions together into the larger answer. That It's becoming... As uh, insurance agents, as insurance professionals, and looking at our business moving into the future, we have to stop pretending to be the gatekeepers and start to look at what we do as tour guides. And I think this is a really great first step uh, at what that's going to look like in the future, that integration of us as human beings providing that that real-world relationship and then leveraging uh, tools like artificial intelligence um, uh, and and all the various things that are going to come. Sam, again, thank you for your time. This has been fantastic for all of you listening at home. We're going to-